Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Besides, we're taking over. Huh? Your Bible's high. Let's make our confession of faith. I've got my phone up because I got the harvest from my lap. That's where I've got the scriptures for me. Let's say it together, church. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet, in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to go to one scripture with me. Have y'all been enjoying our series, uh, The Animal Kingdom? You've been learning something, been growing? Awesome. Ephesians 5, 15, same scripture we looked at tonight. We're going to go deep, and uh, we're going to really get a good understanding of this. I declare you will not waste any more of your days. I said, I declare you will not waste any more of your days. You've wasted your days with crazy folk and crazy situations and crazy people. And that was then, but this is now. Say, my days will no longer be wasted. Ephesians 5.15, see then that you walk circumspectly. In other words, he says, pay attention. That's what it means to be circumspect, to pay attention. Uh, not as fools, as one who lives as if there is no God, but as wise. Redeeming or reclaiming or making the most of the time. Say, I got a little time left. You do not have time for casual folk and casual people and casual living and passive living and passive. No, it's a, uh, touch your neighbor and say, those days are over. No, it is the aggressive you that's coming out of you. It's the takeover you that's coming out of you. It's the you that says, for God I live and for God I die. It's the you that says, I was born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. Somebody said, that me is being birthed. Oh, I says, he says, don't, 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 don't act like you don't know God. Redeem, reclaim, make the most of the time because the days are evil. Evil in scripture means contrary to. He says, Monday was set up to take you down. Tuesday was set up to take you down. Wednesday was set up to take you down. Thursday is trying to be set up to take you down. He says, the days are against you. So look at what he says in verse 17. Therefore. Do not be unwise. Lay your hands on your head. You're going to talk to you a lot tonight. Normally I have you talk to your neighbor a few times. Tonight you're going to talk to yourself a lot. Say your name. Say do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. 
Father, I pray that you would tailor make, customize this word for us, your people, that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. I declare that there would be no more wasting of time in our lives, no more monkey business, as it were, in our lives. I declare that we were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. We were not born to be passive bystanders letting life happen to us. We were born to happen to life. And I declare that tonight something stirs on the inside of us. Tonight something rises on the inside of us. Tonight an evolutionary is stirred in us. Tonight a gladiator is stirred in us. Tonight a warrior is stirred in us. Tonight somebody that's taken over is stirred in us. Tonight somebody that's going to give the devil hell is stirred in us. Tonight somebody say it starts tonight. In Jesus name we pray. Give him praise before you take your seats. One more time church. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are, as you know, in week seven of our series called The Animal Kingdom, Zoology, Theology, and Uology. So this series meets at the intersection of the spiritual meaning of animals from the Bible. That's zoology. Jesus, that's theology. And you, that's uology. Ology is a suffix in the English language that means the study of. You do know that you can be studied. In fact, you do know that if you learn to study you, you'll learn how not to repeat the you of yesterday. In fact, uh, what your whole life these last few months has been about is not so much understanding other people. It's been about you finally understanding you. I wish I could get a witness in the house. Truth be told, some stuff happened with some people recently, but really what it revealed was more to you about yourself than a deal about them. And I think I got some people that can be real in this place that say, you know what? No longer in my life am I blaming everybody else for why my life is the way it is. I got to look at the man or the woman in the mirror, say I can be studied. So in seven weeks, church, we've had pythons, a bearded dragon, a dog, a scorpion, a dove, a spider, and Sunday's animal was a monkey. And so we took this term, no more monkey business. Monkey business is an American slang term that means to waste time or effort on something foolish. So you do see then how uh, that verse goes hand in hand with the phrase monkey business. Say no more of it. Now, on Sunday, we began to look at three specific areas where there's been some monkey business in all of our lives. But it started to end Sunday because we declared we've wasted enough time with monkey business. Now, the reason I have you say stuff so much in church is because the Bible says life and death are in the power of the thought. No. Life and death are in the power of wanting to say it. No. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, which means whatever comes out of your mouth is going to manifest in your life. So the reason you have to say things like no more monkey business is because you need to hear yourself say that. Then every enemy that's come against you needs to hear you say that. Sickness needs to hear you say that. Financial lack needs to hear you say that. Every generational curse needs to hear you say that. Everything around you needs to hear you say that. Say no more monkey business. Now, 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 the reason we waste time in life is because of how we look at things. And we often look, but we don't pay attention. And that's what the Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, hence the book of Ephesians. Ephesus was a city or region, and Ephesians, what, what the citizens of that region were called. So the book of Ephesians is written to people that were in that region or in that city. Got it? So he tells them, church, he says, listen, I need you uh, to see that you walk circumspectly. Now, to see means to look. So really he's saying, I, you're often looking, but you're not paying attention. And if we think about it, church, we often live like we have unlimited time on earth. And the truth is that we don't. Somebody say, I don't have unlimited time. 
That's why Psalm 90 and 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now watch this. This will be a good place to shout. Uh, it says, teach us to number our days. What he doesn't say is how he's going to teach you. What I've discovered about God is that he often teaches you through someone or something else to provoke you to maximize your time. See, you can either hate on other people or be inspired by them. And I dare you to choose the latter. See, when something shows up that challenges you, don't look at it and say, well, I don't like them. I can't stand them and become a hater because haters get benched. Instead, you need to look at somebody and say, that inspires me. That makes me want to do better. That makes me want to come up. That makes me want to rise up. It happened in the Bible over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, you could even look at Hannah and Penina. The Bible says that Penina often provoked Hannah. In fact, it says that she was her rival, but that provoking made her go pray. That provoking made her go seek God in a greater way. If we're all honest, we got folk in our lives and situations in our lives right now that are provoking us to be better. Do I have a witness in the church? You got stuff right now that's forcing you to be better. That's forcing you to up your game. That's forcing you to come to work earlier. That's forcing you to operate with more excellence. That's forcing you to pray like you never prayed. That's forcing you to worship like you never worship. It's provoking you to be better. So look at this. This brings Ephesians 5.15 to life in a powerful way. He says, see, uh, see, or look that you walk circumspectly. Look around, pay attention. Say it with me, church. Say, look and pay attention. Circumspectly also means wake up, which means you can be living but be sleeping at the same time. You just go through the motions of life. I wake up because the clock said to, not because joy got me up. I wake up because the clock said I have to, not because I opened my eyes and said, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be made glad in it. I'm going to find something to do today. You got to be the kind of person that when you wake up in the morning and the enemy says, I can't believe I didn't take them out. I can't believe I didn't take them down. I can't believe they got up another day. After all the hell they've been through, all the betrayal they've been through, all the loss they've been through, they still had enough sense to put... Somebody say, I'm that type of person. He says, listen, he says, look, look and pay attention. Wake up. You ever, uh, you ever kind of been in, in, a, in, in doing something and you're just in the routine of it and so you weren't paying attention to how you were doing it? Because you were just doing it. Well, well, watch this. I don't know who this is for. Those days are over in your life. That, that, that's not how you. I said, those days are over in your life. Somebody say, no more monkey business in my life. So watch this. He says, see that you walk circumspectly. What's he saying, church? Look and pay attention. Do it with me. Look and pay attention. Do it with me. Look and pay attention. Not as fools. We can make a song, but I got to move. But as wise. Now, he's talking to Christians. But the definition of a fool in its most basic and rudimentary form, means to live as if there is no God. So what does he mean when he calls Christians fools? What he's telling them is he says, you're saved, but you're stupid. That's what he's saying. He says, he says, he says, you're a Christian, but you're not conquering. He says, because you're looking, but you're not paying attention. So he says, don't be a fool. He says, I need you to be wise. Somebody say wise. Now, wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. Wisdom is a shortcut. See, if I know what to do with what I know, I'll get further than somebody that knows it but doesn't know what to do with it. 
Well, I says, well, I says, you ever, uh, you ever been uh, putting something together and uh, you go get it, you get it from the furniture store, you bring it home, and as you bring it home, you, you know, you're kind of one of those people that just the instructions are just there uh, as a reference in case you need them. But you kind of figure, I know what I'm doing. I know how to put it together. I know what to do. And so you just kind of got your own thing going and you just start doing it, start doing it, start doing it. And the problem is then you get to a piece and you're like, hmm. Now, I don't see no. Huh. And now you're mad because you're 45 minutes into the project. The food is getting cold. Because you figured I'll knock this out real quick before I eat food's getting cold, all that. And so you're frustrated, you're angry, you're mad, and all of that because you got pieces you don't know what to do with. You have them, but you don't know what to do with them. That's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. You can have information, but not know what to do with it. And so now all you have is constipation, which is a lack of wisdom because you don't know what to do with what you have, but you, you are wise. Because you know what to do with all the knowledge that you have. You don't think you lost all that for nothing, do you? You don't think you went through all that for nothing, do you? You don't think you suffered all that for nothing, do you? Holla, I am wise. And here's what makes you wise. He tells you here's how you know you're wise. Watch verse 16. I know you're wise because you're in church on a Wednesday night. That means you ain't playing. Okay, I wish I had church. That means you're not playing. You, watch this. You got off of work. Sat through traffic, went through the construction detour, had to eat and drive. Y'all not saying nothing to me because you said, I'm not playing with my life anymore. I'm coming to church on a Wednesday night. Before, you maybe couldn't even catch me on a Sunday, but now I'm doing Sundays and I'm doing Wednesdays and I'm about to serve on the dream team. Why? I ain't playing with my life no more. I'm not playing with my future anymore. Say, I'm wise. Verse 16. So here's how he tells them to be wise. He says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That's what that means. Make the most of the time you have left. Here's what you have to stop doing right now. Regretting the time you've wasted. Stop looking back on that relationship saying, I can't believe I put 17 years in it. N neither can I. But guess what? That was then. What did you not understand in year 17 that was not clear in year one? Let's just be honest. And here's what will happen. You'll beat yourself up. So then what you'll try to do is to fix what's, what's broken that can't be fixed. It'll never be what it never was. That tweets. Uh, watch this. Check this out. Check this out, church. Check this out. He says, redeeming the time. He says, stop. Okay, so maybe you wasted some money on a business. Maybe you wasted some time on a business. And he says, God, I can't believe that. I was talking to a pastor the other day. He was telling me about how much he lost on a particular uh, endeavor. And I was like, wow. I said, that makes me feel great. He said, Bishop, how in the world are you going to say that makes you feel great? And I'm telling you that you just lost all the money. I said, because I lost the money too, but I, at least I did it over an extended period of time. I said, watch this, watch this. No, I didn't say that part. I said, I said here's why it makes me feel great. Because now I know that I'm not the only one that's been through some stuff and lost some stuff and I'm still living after I lost some stuff. Can I get somebody that can say, me too, Bishop? Check it out. So I cannot mourn what I lost because it'll keep me from maximizing the time I have left. 
That's why in the Bible they got 30 days to mourn the death of somebody and then God say, okay, that's enough. Get up and keep it moving. Some of you have been mourning stuff that's been dead for two years, five years, eight years, ten years. It's time for you to get up and keep it moving. Would you say I'm maximizing my time? Cannot be mad about the time you wasted. Bishop, back when I was in my 20s, well, you're not anymore. I used to have it. Baby, you still got it. Where are the gladiators in here tonight? Bishop, I used to really do it. You can still do it. Bishop, I used to really conquer. You can still conquer. Your greatest days are not behind you. Your greatest days aren't even ahead of you. Your greatest days are right here and right now. Shout if you believe it, church. So watch. He says, here's how you know you're wise. Because you redeem the time. You make the most of the time. And here's how he says that really makes you wise. He says, because everybody can maximize time if it's easy. He says, what makes you wise is you're maximizing time and it's hard. Here, here, here's, here's what we have to be honest about sometimes. Sometimes we're not honest about the fact that certain things are just more difficult than we wish they were. I know you can do all things through Christ. But the reality is, sometimes before you get to the end of the verse, you're like, I just can't do this. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out. And so you get frustrated and have your little moment. And then you get mad and start doing all that huffing and puffing. <sighs> can I have some honest spoken? Sometimes I can do all things, but sometimes to get to the rest of that verse, it can take a little time. So here's the deal. He says, you're redeeming the time because the days are evil. He says, that's what makes you wise is because you're maximizing time and it's not easy. Can I give you a very pragmatic example, church? It's like, um, you know, I hear, I hear women say this often. So ladies, uh, ladies, holler at me one time. I, I hear ladies say this often. When I was transitioning from um, a, uh, what I call, what I call Big Bishop to what I call Slim Fit Bishop, 95 pounds later, when I transitioned, and, and what, I trans what was awesome is to see how many people were inspired by that. I was doing it for me. I was like, well, you get inspired, that's cool, but I've been doing this for me. Um, but here's the deal. What, was, what, what I kept hearing from women is, well, it's just so much easier for, women, uh, for men to lose weight. That's what they told me. I said, well, did you actually follow my steps? I wrote every step I took. If you didn't follow the steps, don't tell me it's easier for me if you didn't pay the same price I paid. Pay what I paid and it'll be the same level of difficulty for you. Here's the point, church. Here's the point. Y'all with me? Here's the point. So what I heard was, it's just easier for, for men to lose weight than it is for, for men. So, so let's just presume that that has some level of uh, truth to it. I know, I hear y'all saying it is. Okay, how many of y'all are medical doctors that specialize in weight loss? Okay, great. So you don't know that. Okay, thanks. Don't give me your WebMD stuff. Some of did you hear what they just did, fellas? I see how they be doing y'all. They be like, no, it is, Bishop. It is, it is, it is. We're having fun. Got to have fun in church. People at Harvest love their pastor, their pastor loves their people. Okay. So, so we got to have fun. So, so watch this. Now, so ladies, let's just presume it is true. Okay. It, okay. Let's, I'll give it to you. Because I had eight babies and I had this and I had that and I had this. I understand. Okay. So great. So it's harder. Now, here's the deal. So that means when you do it, 
the victory should be celebrated greater because it was harder to get there. You're not hearing what I'm saying? See, the reason that you're wise is because you made it look easy even though it was hard as heaven. Y'all not saying nothing. You made it look like it was a walk in the park, but people don't know how many times you wanted to throw in the towel, how many times you wanted to give up. Say, I made it look easy. So he says, that's how you know you're wise, is you maximize the time even though the days are evil or against you. Got it? Say, now I know I'm wise. Now, now watch this, watch this. In other words, Paul says the days you're in are trying to put you in a daze. Lullaby you. Put you to sleep. So then you've gone through two decades and done nothing. But mourn. But that's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get some faith to rise up in this room. I said, but that's over. 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 If I could get some people to just say it over yourself, say that's over. Now, now, I gave you, I gave you three things on Sunday. Because remember, he says, look and what? Pay attention. Look and look and. So here it is. Here it is. I gave you three things on Sunday. And I want to go deeper in those two things. The first was we waste our time, monkey business, wasting time when we look to avoid pain. Now, I want to go deeper. Isaiah 66, 9, New Century Version, they're going to put it up in New King James Version, says, in the same way, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. Says the Lord, if I cause you to pain, I will not stop you from giving birth to your new nation, says the Lord. Leave it up in New King James. Shall I bring you to the time of birth? And you not deliver, says the Lord. Birthing is painful. He said, shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God. Are you here, church? Now, watch this. Say pain. Pain is necessary to produce anything great. And we often avoid painful conversations, painful memories, painful places, painful experiences. But you are, watch this. You are controlled by what you attempt to avoid. You're controlled by whatever you attempt to avoid. Now, this is important because if you avoid pain, you're now going to be controlled by pain. Which means everything in your life is going to be to avoid pain. No pain? So if you spend your life avoiding pain, you're actually wasting time. And I gave you several examples on Sunday that I will not go into today, get part one. Now, pain is necessary to produce anything great. And if we do not endure pain, we can never experience gain. Now, there's a passage of scripture I want us to look at to see pain in a very unique way. I want to use this passage, and I've taught on this passage from a variety of subjects, but there's so much depth in this short passage that we can take out of it. And there's some revelation that's going to bring stimulation that's going to be your motivation to ignite your transformation that's going to come out of Ezekiel 37 and 1. And some of you are like, what did he say? Or rewind. There's going to be some revelation that's going to bring forth some stimulation that'll be your motivation to ignite your transformation that's going to come out of this story. Ezekiel 37 and 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. Say, so he set me in the valley. And it was full of bones. Notice, who put Ezekiel in the valley? God did. Which means some valleys were divinely appointed. Some trouble, you didn't do anything to deserve it. 
other than want more for yourself. And because God is a God that takes you from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from level to level, God says, I will not allow you to just stay stagnant. So I know how to get you to where you need to go. I'll take you and put you in a valley. In case you don't understand the metaphor here, the valley means a low place in life. Maybe it's a financial valley. Maybe it's a family valley. Maybe it's a relationship valley. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a men mental valley. Maybe it's an emotional valley. Maybe it is a psychological valley. Maybe it is a psychiatric valley. Maybe uh, whatever your valley is, we've all been in a valley. And matter of fact, your neighbor might be in one now. Watch this. And here's what you have to learn to stop doing. You have to learn to stop cursing the valley. Here's what most of us do. I can't wait till the Lord brings me up out of this. With that mentality, if you have an escapist mentality, you will never get out of the valley everything you're supposed to get out of the valley. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Who put Ezekiel in the valley? God did. So who's the only one that can get Ezekiel out? God. You can rebuke the devil all day. You can hot tie Mitsubishi, Subaru, and Honda all day. That's good to do. But the reality is you ain't coming out until you've learned the lesson. Touch your neighbor and say, get your lesson. Verse 2. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. Now look at this. Look at this imagery. God says, come here, Ezekiel. Go into this valley. And then now, Ezekiel, now that I've got you in the valley, Ezekiel, now I want you to look at all these bones. He said, I won't just let you sit in the valley. You need to inspect what's in it. Have you ever noticed in a valley you start paying attention to stuff you didn't pay attention before? You start looking at stuff in a way that you've not looked at it before. He says, I'm going to put you in the valley, and then I'm going to make you look at some stuff around you in that valley. Now watch this, church. Look at verse 3. And he said to me, son of man. Son of man is a biblical phrase that just means man that's born of a woman. Can these bones live? Now, why is God asking a man a question? He doesn't need an answer. It's not like God is asking to find out, like, you know, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? <laughs> well, sunny days, you know, I mean, no. God doesn't need an answer, church. God is saying, Ezekiel, how long is it going to take you to look and pay attention? What did the Bible say? He calls me to pass by them all. He said, Ezekiel, look at them. And pay attention to them. Got it? And look what he says. And they were, a lot of them, say a whole lot. And they were dry, very dry. And he asked me, can these bones live? So watch Ezekiel's answer. He says, oh, Lord God, you know. You know. Now, here's what you know means. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Can I get a witness? You ever had somebody say, how you doing, man? You got it. What does that even mean? No, I got it. You don't have it. If you're asking me how I'm doing, you don't got it. I got it. Watch, 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 watch. Now, what were these church? Bones. But in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, bones is the word etsem, E-T-S-E-M for my note takers. And it doesn't mean bones only. You want to know the first definition of this word etsum in Hebrew and the Lord placed Ezekiel in a valley of dry etsum? You want to know what it means, church? 
pains. Pains. Notice, not pain. Pains. P-A-I-N-S. Meaning multiple pains. Okay. Now, because pain is a complex and subjective phenomenon, an adequate definition is difficult to develop because what's painful for one might be pleasurable for another. So then pain, pain is a relative, meaning it depends on who you're talking to. Unpleasant sensory and emotional experience and some pain we create for ourselves and sometimes pain is inflicted upon us by others that are in pain. Pain can paralyze you and attempt to stop you from coming to church, stop you from serving, stop you from being faithful, stop you from praying, stop you from giving. Pain can produce poisonous pathologies, that is, thought processes that make you a firefighter of fires that you start yourself. Pain wants you to uh, power from you, so you inflict pain on other people. He placed him in a valley of dry pain. Now, why in the world would God place Ezekiel in a valley of pain? Somebody say, why? Because the valley wasn't so much about the army Ezekiel was going to build. The valley was more about Ezekiel dealing with his unresolved issues with pain. What you're in right now isn't about what you're in. It's about your unresolved issues. But tonight. I said, but tonight. Now, now I says pain. Pain can ruin your perception. Because you don't see what's really going on. You only see pain, so you become drunk off it. Pain can even invoke pride as an attempt to protect you against future pain. But it inadvertently creates calamity because the Bible says pride creates falls, which in Hebrew means tottering, which is insecurity. So watch it. Pain will produce pride, which makes you insecure. When you're insecure, everything you do is built to getting security. And the way we get security is through control. Can I teach you like I want to teach you? Your neighbor is a control freak. Now, they won't tell it because they're so much a control freak. They're sitting right there saying, no, I'm not. Touch your neighbor. I won't do that. Control freak. <laughs> now, I love some harvesters because some harvesters are on autopilot. You're like waiting for the touch. You're like, I think it's coming. It's about time. I'm just going to touch you anyhow in advance. Now, watch this, church. He says, he says, Ezekiel, sit in this valley and deal with your pain. And tell me, can these bones live? Can this pain live? Well, what does pain need to live? No, he's saying, can life come out of what tried to cause you death? Okay. Can greatness come out of what tried to send you to the grave? Can something incredible come out of what made you... He says, he says, can something good come out of that? He, he said, he said, I need to know your answer, Ezekiel. Because if you don't answer this right, go look again. Because you need to look and pay attention. So how much more time do you want to waste answering the question wrong? Are you, are you with me, church? You with me, church? He says, Ezekiel, can life come out of this? Can life come out of you losing your car? 
Can life come out of you losing your job? Can life come out of you losing your relationship? Can life come out of you losing somebody that was close to you? Can life come out of you being fired? Can life come out of you losing an opportunity? Can life come out of you losing a friend? Can life come out of you losing yourself because the you you knew was insufficient for the you you are making you into? So, so he says, deal with your pain, Ezekiel. Deal with it. Look at it and pay attention. What have we been ignoring about our own pain? Sometimes we don't want to admit that we were hurt because then we think we're weak because we don't want to be vulnerable because when you're a control freak, the whole nature of control is I'm in charge. Charles in charge. Can't nobody hurt me. Nobody can hurt me. I have a special skill that nobody hurt me. You can't hurt me. I can just drop them like that. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got the gift of goodbye. The gift of goodbye, then go home and cry. Touch your neighbor say, don't avoid the pain. So look at what God does. I want to go to second gear right here. Look at what God does. God says to Ezekiel, I'm not letting you out this time. Because this is a valley I put you in. And this is a valley only I can get you out of. So this time, you're going to have to deal with your pain because you ain't coming out until you do. Touch your neighbor and say, you're going to have to deal with it this time. You know why you're going to have to deal with it this time? Because God says for the next dimension of life you're stepping into, you cannot repeat the same monkey business from before. For the next level of finances you're about to step into, you cannot repeat the same monkey business as before. For the next level of life you're stepping into, you cannot repeat that same monkey business. So he says, so he says, you're going to have to deal with it this time. Say, I have to deal with it this time. Because you ignored it last year. You, you shouted through that. I mean, you just kind of danced down. And you were like, I'm coming out of 2016, and I'm running into 2017, and this is going to be my better year. Can I get a witness? And you said all of that, and God said, what about that pain, though? What about your unresolved daddy issues, though? What about your unresolved resentment, though? What, 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 what about all that? And so he says, you're going to have to deal with it. So check this out. He says, you're not going to be able to avoid it because you're in a valley. And just think about it. A valley, what's on one side of the valley? A mountain. What's on the other side of the valley? A mountain. So a valley's made up of two mountains. Watch this. A great success here. A great success ahead. But you're stuck in the middle. And here's the thing about the valley. You can't go back to where you were. Because you're in the middle. Remember, he says he set me in the middle or the midst of the battle. I'm in the middle. So watch this. I'm going to help somebody because some of you have been, watch this. You've been playing with going back to what you used to do, acting how you used to act, hanging out with how you used to hang out with. Let me tell you why you cannot do that. It's the same distance from where you're going to where you were. So since you're halfway there, you cannot go back now. Slap your neighbor high five so you better not turn back. Bet not is a southern colloquialism. Don't you dare do it. He's in the, I'm in the middle of the valley. Same distance back to them same old low living people you used to hang out with. To what's ahead of you. Same distance. So he says, why would you even entertain going back when you're the same distance? From where you were to where you're going. Somebody said, I cannot turn back. 
Say, I will not turn back. Say, I've come too far. I've made too much progress. So here it is. He says, deal with the pain. So watch verse 4. Let's just read these verses real, real quick. Verse 4. I want you to see this. Again, he said to me, speak to it. Speak to the pain, Ezekiel. Let me speak to the pain. Watch this. Don't look to avoid it. Speak to it. You know what? Watch this, church. You know how you speak to something? Face to face. Now you, know, you, know how you speak to it? You got to look at it. Look and pay attention. He says, there are some conversations I'm not going to let you avoid having. Look and pay attention. He said, prophesy. That means speak to. Speak to these bones. Speak to this etsum. Speak to this pain. And then he said, and this is what you're going to tell it. Wait a minute. Speak to my pain? Uh, deal with it. Look at it. Stop pretending like it's not there. Stop pretending like when you're cut, you don't bleed. Or if you do bleed, you bleed strength. No, because think about it. That's, that's, been, watch it. that's been your whole thing in life. I'm strong. You know, I've been through a lot. I didn't have to do a lot. You know, what I'm trying to tell you is, see, is God been good to me, Bishop, because, you know, I'm just trying to tell you, God been good to me because, see, I've been, look, I've been fighting. I've been doing this. I've been through that. Been through that, been through that. That's, your whole, that's your whole spiel. That's all of our spiel. Can anybody say me too? That's a, our whole spiel is I'm strong. You like that never would have made it song. I'm wiser. I'm better. Stronger. Much better. When I look back over all you brought me through, I realized you the one I was holding on to. And I never. Oh, come on, choir. Come on, church. Y'all just looking at me like. All right, here it is. Here it is. Again, he said to me, he said, watch this church. I don't think I'm going to get to the second point. I think we're going to have to finish it right here. He says, again, he said to me, he said, Ezekiel, we're having this conversation again. Anybody can say that you're having some conversations again. You're dealing with the same stuff again. Again, he said to me, speak to it, deal with it, look at it. And then he said, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And you want to know what dry means, church? Dry means it's been there for a while. He says, this has been there for a while. It's dry. And the Bible says they were very, very dry. Verse, he says, hear the word of the Lord. Now notice, he had to use God's word against his pain. Not 10 steps to strength, four steps to mental fortitude. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. That's cool. But he said, the only thing that's going to deal with this is the word. That's why you're at church on a Wednesday getting the word because you ain't dealing with the same dry bones any longer. Say, I need the word. Say, I love the word. See, it's a word that'll keep you going, but nothing else will keep you going. It's knowing that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches. That'll keep you going when you're dealing with some need. It's knowing that he'll make you the head and not the tail. That's what'll keep you going. It's knowing that he'll make your enemies your footstools. That's what'll keep you going. It's knowing that your ladder shall be greater than your former. It's a word that'll keep you going. Verse. Hear the word of the Lord. Next verse. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Surely I'm going to cause some breath to come into you. And you shall live. Wait a minute. The same thing that was pressing me is now the same thing that's blessing me. 
The same thing that was hurting me is now the same thing that was helping me. The same thing that was taking me out is the same thing that's taking me up. First, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. Say something good is coming out of my pain. Next verse. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and breath into you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Watch this. He says, Ezekiel, there's a secret we need to tell. Go back to the last verse, please. He says, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel, here's something we need to talk about. You don't really believe me. You don't really trust me. You, 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 you say church stuff. You say Christian sayings. You got all the harvest shirts. All the harvest wristbands. He said, but you don't really trust me. He says, then you're going to know I'm the Lord. He said, you've you kind of just been doing it. But you, truth be told, you've not really believed me. In fact, the reason you're so vocal about your belief in me is because you're trying to convince yourself. Because anybody that believes it doesn't need a cosigner. The reason, the, the, the reason, the reason you, 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 you do all that is you said you don't really believe. You don't really believe. Maybe you believe I'm creator, but you don't really think I'm involved with the daily affairs of your life. You think your education got you that. You think who you know got you that. You think your education, your money, your pedigree, you think you did that. You, you ever had somebody that you helped come up and they forgot that you helped them come up? And so you had to remind them, I was your come up. Come up is a uh, contemporary colloquialism that simply means I helped you upgrade the level of life that you were formerly at. He says, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Watch verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded, spoke as I was commanded. And as I spoke, as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Watch this. Watch this. I, I don't think, I, I can't get to the second point. We'll have to get to it some other time. Y'all no, 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 no. No, no, watch this. Watch this, watch this. But that's good, though. Y'all keep pushing me like that. Keep on pushing me. So I prophesied as I was what? Commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. Look, look, look at me, church. So he starts speaking to his pain. And when he starts speaking to his pain, the first thing that happens is noise. Watch this. He had peace. Uh -uh. Y'all don't even know when to shout. I, I ain't getting to the second point, so you better come on, jump in the water. This is the story. He said, when I was avoiding my pain, life was easy. When I was avoiding my issues, life was easy. When I was avoiding evolving, life was easy. When I was trying to dip, it was easy. I had peace. So I thought, and now that I'm dealing with my pain, I got all this noise around me. Noise over here, noise over there, 
this ain't right, that ain't right, this ain't right. Noise, 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 noise! And I, I, I don't understand. Because I thought if God was involved, it wouldn't be as noisy. I thought if God was involved, this would be easy. Why is this so noisy and why is this so hard? And you know what noise does? Noise distracts you. He said, I was good, but now I just. So I want to pray, but the phone won't stop ringing. I want to worship, but them cheering won't sit down. Y'all not saying it. I want to, but I got all of this. But watch the sequence. I can't get to the second point. We're going to have to finish it here. He says, he says, I prophesied as a commander. Then there was noise. And suddenly, a rattling. Shaking. You got some rattles? No rattles? You're loading some rattles. He's loading some rattles. We're getting some rattles. And suddenly rattling. Somebody say suddenly. A rattling. Watch this. One moment the situation was this. Suddenly it's now this. Okay, no witnesses. One moment you were on top of the world. Suddenly the world is gone. One moment you was on top of the rock. Suddenly he was at rock bottom. One moment you were ready for increase. Next moment, OMG, the bill just came through. He says, and there was a noise, suddenly a rattling. Say a rattling. He says, now, not only do I have distractions from noise that are trying to pull my attention, but now stuff's rattling in my life. I have no stability because I have no control. And I have no control because he needed to put me in a place where I had to yield and give him control. I'm here to tell somebody, I know you feel like you're out of control. Would you just slap your neighbor one more high five for the night and say, that's a good thing. That's a, it's a good thing. You want to know why? Because you've been in charge and look at where that's got you. But God says from this moment forward, I'm taking over. And he says, so I need, I need, I need, I need there to be a rattling. Because you need to lose control. You try to control everything. And it's a result of your pain. See, because when you were hurt as a little girl, you said, nobody's going to do that to me again. When you were hurt as a little boy, you said, nobody's going to do that to me again. So what ends up happening is that now you do anything you can do to try to stop the rattling. But watch this. Noise. Somebody say noise. noise. Then rattling. Watch what happens next. Then. The pain. Y'all don't even know and shout. You read the verse. And the bones. No, 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 no. You missed it. No, you missed it. You missed it. He says, Ezekiel, you can't avoid your pain. So he says, when you finally deal with it, watch what's going to happen. First, it's going to be noisy. Then there's going to be some rattling. But then all of a sudden, it all starts. It all starts. It all, st now I know why I had to go through that. It's all starting to come. 
Y'all better shout in this place. It's all finally coming together. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. All of a sudden it started coming together. Watch this, watch this. Bone to bone. Pain to pain. So it's like, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have done that. And I wonder I'm that. And I wonder I'm that. It's all starting to come together. It's all starting to make sense. And I think there's some people at this Wednesday Night Live experience that that's the place you're at. You've dealt with the noise. You've dealt with the rattling. And as of tonight, it's starting to come. It's starting to come. It's starting to come. Your family's starting to come. Your finances are starting to. Somebody say it's coming together. So look, can't get to the second point. I'm out of time. So I prophesied as I commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Say my pain is working for me. Say my pain was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Say I'm no longer mad. I'm no longer full of resentment. I'm no longer full of hatred. Thank you. Because it's coming together. Look at verse number eight. I feel like preaching through here. Watch verse number eight. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Next verse. Also, he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord uh, God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Next verse. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath came into me and they lived and stood on their feet in exceedingly great army. Look at me. So now you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years, whatever of pain. When you finally stop avoiding it, it comes together like an army. So you want to know what makes you a threat? What makes you a threat isn't your good days. What makes you a threat is all of your pain. What makes you a threat is all of your negative days. What makes you a threat is what you went through in your valley. Somebody holler, I'm a threat now. He says, he says, and they stood upon their feet. Pain came together. <laughs> say, somebody say, pain came together. It's like, I know you see me on the radio, but pain came together. Pain came together. <laughs> Say, pain coming together. It's pain came together as an exceedingly great army. You missed it. So he starts as one man. This is where we shout. He starts as one man dealing with pain. He starts as one man dealing with lots of pain. Pain that had been there for a very long time. But then, when he stopped avoiding his pain, because when you avoid pain, what's that called, church? Monkey business. When he avoided his pain, he didn't get progress. But when he finally dealt with his pain, his pain started coming together. And it came together from the left, and it came together from the right, and it came together from the top, and it came together from the bottom. And when his pain came together, his pain now stands up as a great army. And that army, watch this, he starts as one man, but now he's an army, which means you can walk him to any territory, into any job, into any situation, and what's going to give you strength is all the pain. 
that you've been through. And I think there's somebody in here that can give God a praise for your pain. I said, I think there's somebody in here that can give God a praise for your pain. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? They came together as an exceedingly great army. Pain came together. Say, I can no longer. Say, I can no longer avoid my pain. Look at it head on and speak to it. You're going to work for me. You're going to pay me back. You didn't make me suffer for nothing. You didn't have me cry for nothing. I didn't lose sleep for you for nothing. I didn't go through that hell for nothing. Where, you, where are the real people at? You're going to pay me back. You're going to pay me back. You're going to pay me back. Why? The time has shifted in my life. I'm reclaiming my time. I'm redeeming my time. And you know what time it is? It is evolution time. That's what time it is in your life. Somebody holler, I'm evolving. And I'm out of time. Shucky ducky quack quack. Somebody say, I am evolving. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.